All right, Facebook Live, happy Monday, kicking off your week. If you're in Florida, you probably don't have the best boating weather, but it is the best boat talking weather. Thanks for joining us. I'm Captain Nick Pavlakis from Marine Match in St. Pete. Besides me, my other host, Captain Keith Lake, YouTube extraordinaire boating genius. And Keith, we have somebody special today. Absolutely, we do. We got uh, Jim McGowan from Ray Marine here. Um, Wealth and Knowledge, marketing manager at Ray Marine. I got to spend some time last year with Jim over at uh, on the East Coast. Uh, if those of you have maybe seen some YouTube videos, uh, we did a bunch of different uh, things, features that the Raymarine Axiom system does from flying drones to 3D sonar. So everybody join in today. Ask Jim questions because he's the man with the answers. I'll try. I'll do my best. Thanks for having me today, guys. Absolutely. Uh, how, how cool is it? How many questions are there? I mean, this is the cool stuff. This isn't. This isn't changing out a bilge pump. This isn't this isn't scrubbing your deck. This is the cool stuff. This is the future. And how often do you have a direct line in a factory to say, hey, what's going on? What's up with this? I saw this at Ibex. I saw this at YouTube. Um, th this is an incredible opportunity for everybody. So, so really, really, really fortunate to have you here. Well, thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity to come out. It's always great to meet people that are using our products out on the water and enjoying them and uh, you know, show them a thing or two that they might not know that their product can do. There's a lot of capabilities in there. So it's all about having fun and uh, and learning more and more about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think a big thing on the Raymarines is just like uh, unleashing its full potential. Like how much more can you actually do out of your machine to get the most out of it? I mean, Keith, when, when you're going through these basic run-throughs, I mean, you've got your depth finder, you've got your your bottom machine, whatever it is, and and you're really just scratching the surface on huh? just getting the essentials out of the way. Absolutely. And once once you sit down, you turn the chart plotter on, turn on the Axiom or whatever Raymarine product you got, I mean, it's worth its weight in gold. I mean, people just light up. They're like, oh, my God, I can have tracks turned on. I can go here. I can follow it back. If I'm out, I go to dinner. It's dark. I'm coming home. I mean, it just and the way I'll set it up, you know, like, you guys know how I've set them up. You see my videos, but on the charts, anything six foot or deeper is going to be on a white background, six foot to three foot the light blue and three foot or less the dark. So, I mean, just keep it in the white and it's a no brainer. You don't have to worry about, you know, running the ground or you're always going to know what's ahead of you. Yeah, that's a really cool feature. That's the depth contour shading. And you can um, you just set that up and really customize it to your boat and, and the areas that you you vote in all the time, you know, some areas of the country just naturally have a lot of deeper water and other places it's really shallow. It's just yep. a great way that you can tune it into the way that you use your boat. So before we get going here, before I pick, pick, um, pick Jim's brain about everything going on from what I want to know, drop those questions in the comments right there. I know, I know that you guys are going to have some great stuff. Like I said, it is your one chance to ask the factory, hey, what is going on? So ask those questions. You got the man that can answer them. And hopefully, it, don't, don't, don't get too complicated on us, but we'll uh, we'll get you some good stuff. So, of course, hey, also, Facebook, at Marine Max Leisure, Instagram and YouTube, at Marine Max Online, and, of course, Twitter, at Marine Max. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on those notifications so you don't miss another opportunity like this. Before we get going here, we're going to answer a few questions from last week throughout the, the course of the day. But number one, one thing that I was really excited to learn about is I'm going to hit on last week 
We had a great question about bottom paint. So yeah. bottom paint might be one of those things that's not as glorious. It's not as glamorous as the electronics and all the cool stuff. But I'll tell you what, Keith, I know that you can talk about it with your service team, with my service team. You ask a question about bottom paint, you, you would think that you're solving the Da Vinci code. <laughs> exactly. With, with how excited they get, there's different bottom paints for where you're keeping the boat, what you're doing with the boat, what you're trying to accomplish, hard paint, soft paint. It It, it, it is rocket science, and, and it's really cool to have those guys that can speak to it like that. So this is Jeff, Jeff's question from last week. Talk to us about bottom paint. Why does it wear so much faster in the stern? Also, how do you keep trim tabs from getting barnacled up? So one of the things that Jeff had brought up is he had – Beautiful Micron 66 bottom paint on his boat. Now, that's great for your hull. That, that's high quality bottom paint. However, for the trim tabs, it doesn't work very well. So you need actually, I learned this today too, you need a different type of bottom paint for your metals that you don't need to put such a barrier coat on. It's not going to flake off. A great one that Bruce Laporta recommended at our store is Trilux. That stuff, you're going to have to switch it up a little bit. You put it on your trim tabs, and you're going to prevent that growth on a moving part, so it's very important. So, Jeff, if you're watching, that's your answer. Sorry we didn't get to you last week, but went straight to the source for you and, and got you everything that, that you needed to know. Of course, all this information is just a phone call away, too. If you ever want to talk bottom paint with the bottom paint guys, we've got your guys, so let's make it happen. Hey, we had another question last week from uh, Tyler, and actually, this would be a great question for Jim. Um, he was asking how you can uh, test your distress button on your VHF radio to make sure that it's going to work when it you're relying on it to work, when you need it to work. Yeah, so there's actually uh, a couple things that you can do. So there is actually a test mode built into the radio. You go into the radio's menu system, into its DSC functions. And you'll actually see uh, a test mode that you can run in there and that will actually do kind of a, a self-check on the system and make sure that it's working. Um, the other way you can test as well in a, in a non-emergency mode is to find, you know, another boat or an, uh, a buddy in the marina that has a DSC radio uh, exchange MMSI numbers. The MMSI number is kind of the key to that whole digital selective calling service. Um, but actually call him up, initiate a DSC call. Um, see that his radio receives your, your incoming call and that he can acknowledge it and send the message back to you and you can get linked up. It's just a great way to check the functionality of the system and also to get some familiarization with it too. Okay. That MMSI number is very, very important and it's a free service or free thing you can get through CETO, mm -hmm. uh, Boat US. Uh, there's a bunch of different ways the FCC. Um, what it is, is your personal identification number that you'll enter into your VHF radio so that like you can add your buddies. So if you just want to make a direct call to them, you can pull their number up and call them. But if you hit that distress button, you have to have that MMSI number in there. So the Coast Guard, when they get that call, they'll know who you are, the make of your boat, the color of your boat and all that stuff because you filled out all that information. But it'll also go to any other boater around there, right? That's that's capable of receiving that call, and Absolutely. you'll pop up on their chart plotter. Yes, yeah. Most uh, modern chart plotter systems have integration with the radio and and DSC. So when a call comes in, it'll actually pop the position of the boat uh, on the chart, and uh, it is a, a great safety and convenience tool. You know, just being able to make a, a, a private call over VHF or a private hail. Uh, is great for somebody that's fishing and doesn't want to give up the hot spot that they're in, but they want to let their buddies know, come on over. 
but in a genuine emergency situation too, when you want to call, you know, the cavalry in and have everybody come, uh, that's the system that'll uh, that'll save your behind. You know, <laughs> you know, this is National Safe Boating Week too, and so this morning I was going through. We'll get into this later probably, um, but say you had like I was reading up. Say you had a personal locator beacon you know, with an MMSI number in it, or you're going to just, you know, obviously it's going to go off, but if you fall overboard, something happens. And if it's connected to your MFD and let's say you've got FLIR, that it will actually send an alert. It'll go to that chart plotter and then the FLIR will get notified. And then it'll do like a man overboard and go in it. The FLIR will lock on the, the person on that signal that it's receiving. It's incredible. It is. Yeah. There's a lot of integration between all the different systems on board. So yeah, those, a lot of those PLVs have, um, they have AIS in them now too. So if you go in the water, they, they'll oh, show up as an, yeah. as an AIS contact. And yes, yeah, you can, um, through a feature called slew to queue when we have a FLIR camera on board, um, right integrated. Yeah. Oh, Hey Nick. <laughs> I, I was saying hi to somebody that just joined. Oh, no problem. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was saying there's this feature called slew to queue and basically, um, you can have the FLIR camera automatically follow different types of targets on the system. So one of those could be an AIS contact and that AIS contact could be that personal locator beacon, uh, that's over the side. Um, and the camera will pan and tilt, um, to keep that person in the camera's field of view automatically as you're maneuvering the boat to go rescue them. That's wow. Cool. <laughs> yeah, isn't that cool? Um, Not only does it you know tie everything together, but you, you think about a, a panic situation. You lose somebody in the water. Everybody's going to be freaking out on board the boat. Anything you can do, you know, to stay calm, make the situation a little bit easier, make the data easier to understand is, you know, get gonna reap big rewards when it you know in, in getting getting the job done in this case and getting that person back on board the boat. And that's what we really want to do in those scenarios: is make the data easy to understand automate the equipment, make it do the work for you. Outstanding. Absolutely. So, so, so there's a lot of great brands of electronics out there. One thing I, I'm going to say about Raymarine is I think that it's almost, it, you, you can't even dispute that Raymarine is always on the cutting edge. They're always on that cutting edge of technology. They're always a step ahead. And from a sales standpoint, me being in sales is, I want to say a big thing is that relationship between FLIR and Raymarine. So what does that mean to the end user? A big question that I have, big thing that's come up recently, it's the night vision. It's it's the cool stuff. It's it's reading the heat signatures. And, and basically what I'm trying to ask Jim is how does that make a difference? You know, you can install FLIR on just about anything. But when you have that mm -hmm. clear night vision, what makes that different? What is What makes this technology different? When you when you're when you're making it intertwined with a Raymarine machine, how how does that make it a little bit more integrated? Well, uh, what's really cool about it is the integration is virtually seamless. So when a Raymarine, say an Axiom multifunction display, sees one of the FLIR thermal cameras on the network, um, all of the controls, all of the settings to do everything on that camera are available to you on that Raymarine MFD. Um, one of the other kind of key uh, things is is the display of the video, right? We want to have the best possible picture quality that we can get. And like you alluded to earlier, we can put a FLIR onto anything. So, you know, if someone's shopping for a FLIR and, and they have a competitor system, 
that's great. We can put the camera up onto it. But if when we do put that clear into a Raymarine system, a good example um, where we really excel here is in what we call video over IP. So we can actually uh, access you know, a, a high definition quality digital video stream off of that clear camera over the ethernet network. So not only can you see it on the Raymarine display on your helm, but if you've got a tower or you've got another MFD somewhere else on the boat, you can see it on all of those too, because it's distributed video. You can record it, you can screen capture it. So it just kind of goes over and above just a standard you know, monitor looking at a clear image. It becomes you know, a, a total integrated piece of the network. Mm -hmm. So yeah, how, how, how precise, I know when we were down there in Pompano, we were riding around that, we took the, the Boston Whaler 38 Outrage out that one evening, and there <laughs> were coconuts floating in the water. And we were actually picking those. I mean, you could, the, the temp, temperature range is so minute, right? It's very, very small. Yeah, it really only takes, you know, a few hundredths of a degree of a variance in the temperature for the camera to be able to detect it. And that's, that's really important. You think of some place, you know, like, like Florida, where everything is just getting blasted by the sun all day long, and it comes up to a very, very hot temperature. Um, but by the time you get to evening and things start to cool off, all those different materials cool at different rates. You know, something that is concrete or uh, metal, you know, is going to hold temperature a lot longer than something that's plastic or something that's fiberglass. And so because they cool off at those different rates, that's what really enables those cameras to shine uh, at night. They can see those variances in temperature and, and really give you some incredible images. Well, what I think is so neat about, about that about that clear night vision, it's, it, it's, it's not reading off of light. It's reading off of heat, like you said. I mean, just mm -hmm. very, very small increments. And it, it, one thing I thought was very cool is I was testing it out before delivery, and there was a big 44-kilo power catamaran, and it was leaving our basin. And you could actually pick up in the water where the boat had been in its prop wash behind the boat. And yes. And that's pretty cool. I've heard stories of, of seeing a guy smoking a cigarette at South Seas when you're <laughs> coming into the basin there, you know, stuff like that. You, you see stuff that's that's not exactly visible to the naked eye. So so it's like, yeah, man, I can see at night like, just like I could in a day. Well, actually, it's a little bit better because you're picking up stuff that you want to be able to see even in the middle of the day. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. The thermal or uh, what, what we're seeing there is infrared energy, but yeah, commonly known as heat. And that heat signature is something that, that everybody, you know, everybody and everything in the world has a heat signature. Even ice has a heat signature. Right. Um, and, and just being able to pick that up, like he was talking about the wake of the boat, you know, the, the engines heat up that water as it passes through the engine. When it discharges it back into the ocean, it's a little bit warmer behind the boat than it was when it went in. And the thermal camera can see that, you know, it can see that that person's head sticking up out of the water um, because their, their head is, you know, a different temperature from the water around it. And it sticks out like a sore thumb, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it is a little bit different temperature in the water. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, you, you want to say hi? I'm on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we got? Gentlemen, how's it going? Good. Hey Everybody good? <laughs> Get, getting, thanks, man. Sir. Getting sprayed for pests. <laughs> sorry sorry to interrupt no nah, it's all yeah, good right. hey so um the lighthouse apps 
Yes. Stuff that are in there. It's probably like an underutilized uh, feature in there. Like, you know, we'll go through the delivery and stuff. And then I show them on that. Um, can you talk a little bit about the apps that are available and how those I work? Sure can. Yeah. So Lighthouse Apps is a program that we have for all of our Axiom Lighthouse 3 MFDs. Thanks. Right on the unit's home screen, you'll actually see a little button on the bottom. It says apps. And when you tap it, there's a bunch of different apps, very similar to Apple or Android apps, that can be loaded onto the MFD. Uh, some of them are, you know, super familiar uh, things like Netflix, Spotify, so you get some entertainment capabilities. And those utilize the Wi-Fi capability in Axiom. So that when you're sitting in the marina or you're within Wi-Fi range of somewhere or, or you have a mobile hotspot, you can watch a movie or listen to a playlist. Some of the apps are more utilitarian in nature. For example, we have an app that links up with SeaKeeper. So if you've got a, a big boat with a SeaKeeper gyro system on board, uh, you can control that SeaKeeper right from the Raymarine MFD. It actually uh, is very convenient on a lot of boats. You know, maybe you want to be able to control the SeaKeeper on a tower. You don't have room for uh, an extra SeaKeeper display. You can just access it right from the MFD. Start, nice. start and stop, uncage the gyro, all that sort of stuff. It's it's pretty cool. Um, we can control a lot of underwater lighting systems as well. So uh, underwater lighting from Lumashore, uh, Shadowcaster. They both have great apps. Um, that you can install on the system and you can you know change colors and you can synchronize your music and do all sorts of cool lighting effects All right from your MFD. So it's just very very convenient way to add additional capabilities to the system um, Some of them are fun and some of them are you know just great utilities to have on board I, I Noticed when I was poking around on a website last night. There, there's a number of different weather apps There's a number of different wind apps and stuff like that if you wouldn't mind kind of breaking that down, you know, what, what the different ones have to offer. Like if you go on Raymarine's website, you look at the Lighthouse apps. It looks like one of them is pretty in-depth. Sure, yeah. So um, there's a very popular one called Buoy Weather. Yeah. Uh, Buoy Weather has a, a big website presence as well, and they have mobile apps too. So I believe you can use your Buoy Weather subscription on your MFD. Uh, but it's a great way to get localized weather forecasts, some fishing forecast information. Um, we also have a couple of other weather services on there as well. We have something called Gridview, uh, which works with a worldwide provider called FAIR. Um, we have Predict Wind, which is more of a sailing-focused uh, weather uh, app, and it, and it can do some weather routing and things like that. So there's different apps to cater to different types of boaters, and, and you know, depending on what your passion is, whether it's fishing, whether it's cruising, or, or sailing, um, there's different weather apps in there to support uh, those different types of functions. Mm -hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong, there's also a way that you can even download sea surface temperature charts, correct? Uh, there is, yes. So um, we have a partnership with um, Meizu, which is a satellite service provider. Um, <clears throat> so they offer some email and text capability, and they also offer access to fishing charts as well through the uh, – uh, the ROFS uh, weather forecasting service. So uh, through the Meizu app, um, if you have the right, uh, I think it's basically, I think it's a, a derivative of Iridium Go uh, mm -hmm. hardware. Um, you can get, yeah, your, your satellite forecasts uh, right there on the, on the MFD. Um, and uh, you can also get that sort of, sort of data from Sirius XM as well. That's another, another mm -hmm. possibility that the, the system supports. So it's very flexible. Yeah. I, I hope that nobody watching hates me for saying this, but, you know, those tournament teams and stuff like that and all of those 
all, all those teams that, you know, we talk about 10% of fishermen catch 90% of fish. Man, how do they do it? How do they do it? Oh, they're just lucky. They're lucky. I will say one of, one of those things that makes them, you know, when we're talking offshore, we're talking to big game fishermen, we're talking to those guys that they, they put up major marlin numbers every single year of those pelagic species. That's one of those things is those sea surface temperature charts, whether it's down here in a loop current or whether it's up there in the canyons up in up off in New Jersey and the Carolinas. That's, uh, you know, that that's one of those things that I think fully you fully utilizing your machine to get the most out of it. I'm impressed with those charts. I am, you know, you spend a little bit of money. It's, it doesn't come, you know, it's not just necessarily like you open it up and it's there, but mm-hmm. it's underrated. It's underrated. There's a lot of, a lot of information in there. And if you consider that, you know, they, those types of services can make your fishing so much more efficient, you know, you can go out there and you can run around all day at high speed looking for fish and here and looking for fish there, or you can get a little bit of data behind it, a little bit of science behind it. And now you know where to go and, and you're not just, you know, you're not just hunting for the fish. You're, you're finding them and, um, you know, going to the areas where you have the highest likelihood of finding the species you're looking for. I like it. Save some fuel and have more fun too. Exactly. We like fish. We like catching more than fishing, right, Keith? Absolutely. And speaking of Roths, I'm a believer. The When we did the Grand Old Opry, we paid for the subscription and got some intel. And didn't really catch the fish on the exact spot, but we were in that area because of that. That's the, the reason we went that way was because of the information we got from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a pretty good, pretty good provider, very reliable, and they've been at it for a long time too. Yep, absolutely. So I mean, just it, it's almost—is it an unfair advantage? Eh, I don't know. It's all relative, but uh, <laughs> it, it definitely helps you out. It's just—it's crazy to think how far stuff has came. I mean, Keith, you—you've been at Marine Max for eighteen years, and and I mean, you talk about how how it has evolved even in the last five years i remember back when i was a teenager like a, a raymarine e120 you're bottom fishing out there you got a colored unit that is the that is the top of the line now it looks like a dinosaur but i mean i remember you could see your bottom fishing the line coming underneath the boot wow and now we're talking about seeing a guy smoking a cigarette on your fleer a mile away <laughs> there's it's just it's crazy how it's advanced well, let's go back further to Jim Tronics with a little flasher, you know, little display reading your depth going around. Mm-hmm. And then um, then it was the greatest thing in the world if you had a, you know, Loran A, you know, and then you had to try to, you know, work that. Then we got Loran C and then your bottom machines, you know, with back around here, it was, you know, Cytex or King. And with the paper scratchers and, and, you know, put the paper in there to burn the stuff for your white lines and all that. And, you know, now today to where we are, where it's just, there's something new evolving just constantly. Yeah. And when I first started with Ray Marine, we, um, we were on the tail end of those paper machines. And I, I, uh, I started with the company in technical support. And I remember answering questions all the time about where they could order the refill packs of paper and where they could yep. get more, more ink for the styluses in those units. And uh, yeah, I imagine most of those are probably all gone now. They're antiques. <laughs> but, oh, man, that, that, that's high tech compared to the guys that would have some fish in line on a big old block of soap 
drop it down to the bottom. If you pull it up and there was sand on it, it's not a good bottom because it's not rock bottom. You pull mm -hmm. it up and there's no sand on it. it means that you're on rock bottom, but that's, uh, that's before <laughs> my time probably. I mean, Keith, I don't know how many bars of soap you went through out there. But. <laughs> We'll talk offline. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just like man, what's next? You know, like we, we see all of these these advanced technologies and there's something new every year. What what's on the horizon that might have just been like there's no way and it would have been a joke a few years ago. That's what's pretty cool about this business is there's always something new coming down the line and even as a company, when we design a product, you know, like that Axiom multifunction display, even we don't know necessarily what the next thing is going to be. We, we have all sorts of, you know, innovators and scientists that work for us, and they're always working on these different projects. And suddenly we'll have a breakthrough and we'll figure out a way that, you know, wow, we can turn that into something really cool. A very good example of that is our augmented reality system. Mm -hmm. um, so when we released Axiom to the market, you know, five years ago, six years ago now, that, that AR was, you know, something that you only saw in, you know, the uh, the Terminator movies, you know. And, uh, and and now, you know, it's it's very common on a lot of different platforms, but it's something that um, Axiom has enough memory and enough processing power that we're able to implement augmented reality on that system. And it's, it's really cool. It's very, very effective out on the water. It's, it's a cool way to visualize information that, People had been using for a while, but they just hadn't seen it in that particular head-up style presentation, and uh, really has a lot of uh, good utility. So, if somebody wants to add to their build out their current system they've got, mm -hmm. right, and they want to add the the Clear Cruise augmented reality, what what does it entail? What do they have to do? So, assuming they already have an Axiom display, and any right. Axiom will do it, from the smallest to the largest, seven inch up to twenty four inch. The, there's two components you need to have on board the boat. You need to have something called an AR200 augmented reality processor. And it's just a little sensor. It's about the size of a hockey puck. And uh, it has in it a GPS. It has uh, something called an ACARS, an attitude and heading reference system. It's basically like a very fancy compass and pitch roll sensing system for the boat. So it's actually measuring all the motions. And the software in it has something for monitoring uh, network late latency, and I'll talk about that in a second. The other component you need is a IP video camera. So something like um, our CAM 210 or CAM 220. Uh, it's a marine grade, high definition uh, bullet camera or dome style camera. Uh, or it'll work with a, one of the FLIRs as well, but that's sort of a more deluxe implementation. But for the basics, a CAM 210, looking forward, it's great. Um, what that AR200 does is it takes that video camera image and it actually synchronizes it with the motions of the boat that it detects in the seaway. So the pitching, the rolling, the heaving. Um, and then we take information from our AIS system. We take information from the electronic charts and we take waypoints that are saved locally in the Axiom's database and we can present them in 3D space on that live video image. So, you know, when the boat turns to the south and you're looking south, you'll see every ship on the horizon that has an AIS transponder will have its name sitting right above it. And that name tracks along with it as a very smooth graphic. Uh, same for navigation aids. You know, when you're running a channel at night and there's buoys, you know, you know they're out there, but you can't quite see where they are yet with your naked eye. The AR system is going to actually show you that, oh, there's a red, there's a green right there. 
and you'll see them in the AR system probably before you see them with your eye, and then when they become visible, sure enough, everything lines up in uh, in perfect alignment. Crazy. With, Great. You can do the same with uh, your waypoints too. That's actually a, a great uh, feature for people that are fishing. You know, if you're a local uh, local captain or a local guide, and you got a lot of you know a lot of potential spots around, and maybe you're on a spot that today isn't isn't so hot. Um, you look at the AR system at a glance and just see you know what's nearby. You know, like that. Oh, this reef is over here, and this wreck is over here. Point the boat at it and go. Just a quick and easy way to, to visualize that information. Nice. I like it. I like it. I, I haven't used it yet. Have you used it, Keith? Um, yeah. Well, just down there when we were uh, shooting the videos for the, the boating tip series videos with Ray Marine. And uh, it's it's neat, man. You're coming out of Hillsborough Inlet there and the light and or in the just the different ships and the markers and all that was, shows up on there. Great. It's always kind of interesting because when you think back, you know, you've had the AIS presentation before on the chart and you're looking at it from a bird's eye view top down, right? You can see contacts and see names. Um, but when all of a sudden you put it into this presentation, that's the same as you'd see, as you look through the windshield, it's a lot more meaningful. You know, you can now see that, Oh, there's actually a ship, you know, coming around the bend in the, in, in the ICW. And, you know, I can't see him behind the trees and the buildings, but the AR display signals to me that he's there and, you know, he's about to pop out, so I should be ready for that. Um, just lots of little little tips and little things like that you can glean from the system that are, are pretty neat. Cool. So that's going to lead us into one thing coming up. And I always make the joke all the time, ha, ha, ha. The joystick puts captains out of business, and that's why I had to move into sales. Well, when we're talking about DocSense, Keith, you, you might be joining me on the floor here soon because <laughs> boots are docking themselves. It's it's a hot topic. It's We talk about the next big thing, next big thing. I cannot wait to get my hands on one uh, aside from seeing them in the videos. Keith, I don't know if you have any experience with it with DocSense yourself. but just, uh, just what I've seen like you. I mean, fill us in on that because I think that is the single coolest thing. I mean, it's almost like a joke. I mean, sometimes folks will come to me and I'll be like, hey, what, when are these things going to start docking themselves? Well, guess it's what? Com it's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, DocSense is a pretty cool system. And this is another one of those features that, um, you know, someone back in our engineering office had a great idea. And they said, look, we've got this really cool 3D stereo vision camera technology. Um, this is from another division of FLIR. I think we could apply it in the maritime space and here's what we can do with it. And, you know, we have the ability to kind of, um, you know, play with these ideas, see if they shake out. And, and here we have, you know, a, a natural winner. So what DocSense does is it uses stereo vision cameras. Um, the little camera module actually has two cameras in a box. Um, they're a, a fixed distance apart. And just like our eyeballs on our faces, when we put two cameras side by side, that gives us depth perception. And these cameras are very, very accurate. They can look at a scene and measure the distance to every single object in the scene to a, a matter of fractions of an inch. Um, and then the camera can take that, that digital image and all those measurements and turn it into a map. And the map looks like radar, but it's actually completely developed by the camera. So now um, with the aid of these cameras, we know exactly where our boat is positioned in relation to the environment around it. And we can see things like 
docks, we can see pilings, we can see, you know, other boats in close proximity to it. And the DockSense system can provide proximity warnings to let you know when you're getting too close to something. Um, it has sensors in every camera module as well that independently monitor the pitch and roll and yaw motion of the boat at that point. So we get a very, very accurate uh, presentation of which way the boat is drifting, whether it's from the wind or the currents, um, how close we're getting to objects. We also have a normal video display in there as well, so you can physically see uh, blind spots that you might not be able to see with your eyes. Um, and it just all integrates seamlessly into Axiom. Um, you know, when you're coming into the dock, you just hit the button, enable the dock sense, all the cameras come online, their little weather shutters magically open up and the system comes online and it's, it's ready to go. It's pretty cool. So that feature is called DockSense Alert. And Boston Whaler is actually our first manufacturer partner to uh, uh, launch that system. Uh, so we'll, we'll probably see that this fall on uh, some of the 2021 model year Boston Whalers, starting with the bigger boats. Nice. I'm excited. It's pretty cool. It, uh, it really does, uh, you know, make a huge difference. You know, one of the things with boating, every, everybody gets in and they get hooked, right? And they, they have a good time out on the water and they may start out on a, you know, 17 foot boat, but then they get the bug, right? And they want the bigger boat and the bigger boat and the bigger boat. And that's, you know, obviously you love that, Nick, in your line of work. You want them coming back and getting a bigger boat. But what is the most, what's the most intimidating part of operating a bigger boat? You know, it's, it's docking it. So anything we can do to make that easier, um, you know, just makes the boating experience better for everyone. I like it. I like it. It's, uh, I mean, definitely take all these little things. We're slowly just the world of boating and how the industry is evolving. You're, you're slowly but surely taking all the stress little by little that you can out of a day on the water. And, and I think that's what it's all about. It's just so you can just enjoy yourself and, and Keith and I say it all the time. If you got the toys, use them. Yep. So like Jim said, the, the stressful thing, the, the two things I get from majority of the customers where I deliver boats to one's the docking. And the other is how do I get there? How do I know how to get there? Mm. How can I do it? So will it, so my GPS in my car, I can put in a destination and it's just going to automatically route me there. So they go, will this do that? And I said, yes, but not exactly right now. There's some things you got to do first in order to allow that to work, which involves your chart card and also going in and setting up the parameters of your own boat in the boat settings, right? That's right. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, like you mentioned, the car paradigm, and that's what everybody thinks of with auto routing and right. just, you know, tapping a destination and go. But the, the difference between a car and a boat, obviously, is that um, you know, in a car, worst case scenario, you stop the car and you pull over to the side of the road and, and you know, you figure out because it didn't quite map me the right way. Where on the water, all it takes is one good storm churning up, you know, churning up the coast and all of a sudden you've got sandbars where you didn't have them before. You've got mm -hmm. nav aids that have been knocked out of position. And that's the reason that the auto routing is actually quite a bit more complex for a boat uh, than it is for a car. Um, we don't. We don't have as many lanes. We don't have as many, you know, fixed roads. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of hazards that you can't see. You know, depths, uh, wrecks, and reefs and shoals and things like that. So to um, to do auto routing on a Ray Marine system, 
it's a feature that we have implemented with either Navionics or CMAP cartography. Uh, so whatever brand of charts you like, they both offer auto routing capability on Raymarine. Uh, I'd say the majority of our customers are running Navionics charts. Um, so to get auto routing running on the system, one real critical thing is you want to make sure your charts are up to date. The nice thing is when you buy a new Navionics chart, whether you buy the chart by itself, you know, from the uh, accessories uh, counter at Marine Max, or if the charts came on a new boat, you know, and they were bundled with the system, all those new charts include the first year of updates for free. There's a system called Freshest Data that Navionics offers. Right. And there's two, two ways that you can update your charts, but it, it gets all the latest changes and corrections in there so that you know from the get-go you're starting with the most accurate uh, and up-to-date information. Um, so once you have a Freshest Data subscription uh, running on, on your, your card and you've activated it, that auto-routing feature comes to life and then you can auto-route to your heart's content. Uh, and it really is as simple as just setting your destination. The system uh, looks at the parameters for your boat that you've input. It looks at its length, its width, its draft. Right. Make sure you're going to fit between bridges and underneath things and that sort of stuff. Uh, and it'll plot the safe route for you. Now, you always do want to check that route just to make sure it didn't do anything strange or <laughs> route you through someplace that you're not supposed to be going. But uh, the accuracy on it is actually very, very good. How do you... I mean, a lot of people like, but I'd say that the, the the majority of them never update their their system. I mean, it's just they take it and, and that is what it is. How do you update your Raymarine? I mean, do you need to be over Wi-Fi or what? Is is it that easy? I mean, how do you just make sure that you're you're all up to date? Sure, it is actually super easy to update our systems, and that's something that we identified a few years ago was a shortcoming. You know, people would, would buy a boat or they buy a, a system and have it installed on a boat and they would use it, use it, use it, but it never never updated because the update process was kind of cumbersome. Mm -hmm. um, so starting actually with our Lighthouse 2 products, uh, the predecessors to Axiom, we implemented updates over Wi-Fi. So every MFD that we make has a Wi-Fi uh, wireless networking adapter built in. So if you dock your boat at home or in a marina that has Wi-Fi, if you have access to the internet around your boat, you just simply, um, right on the MFD, go into its uh, settings menu and you say update, and it'll connect to Wi-Fi, it'll communicate with Raymarine server, and it'll and not only check the MFD, but it checks all your other Raymarine hardware too. So if you've got an autopilot, you've got a radar, a sonar, even the transducers that plug into things, they all have little computers and software in them. We check your whole system and it'll pull down whatever updates it needs. The MFD serves the updates out to all the components, and then it, as the last step, it updates itself, and it's it's a simple way to keep your boat up-to-date and ready to go all the time. In the event that you don't have Wi-Fi, there is still a traditional method as well. You can pop onto raymarine.com, you can download the latest update for your Axiom MFD, and that update includes Axiom plus the library of software for everything else. So you'll still be updating all your peripherals. Um, you'll just have a physical download on a micro SD card instead of uh, doing it over Wi-Fi. So this is a two-fold deal. So you've got to keep your chart card updated and you've got to keep your MFD updated to the latest, greatest software. That is true, yep. And the chart card side of it is also very, very easy to do. So I mentioned that whenever you activate uh, one of these Navionics cards, you get a year of updates uh, included. 
to update your card, you can do it one of two ways. You can pull the card out of the MFD and take it home once in a while, plug it into your computer, connect it to the internet, log on to navionics.com, and they will download updates to your map, and then you can bring them back to the boat when you're ready to go. The other way you can do it is with the Navionics boating app. Um, if you have an um, active copy of the boating app on your iPhone, iPad, or your Android phone or tablet, you can actually use it as a relay to download updates. So when you get to the boat, your mobile device connects to the Raymarine. It looks at your map inside and sees you know, what revision you're at. And then it will communicate back to Navionics and say, oh, we need updates since uh, last Thursday. And it'll pull them down to your mobile device and then transfer them into the map card in your Raymarine. It's all pretty seamless. I'm not kidding. Because um, it's, it's very easy on the app. I mean, it just it says, hey, your charts aren't up to date. Boom. I mean, don't even think about it. So. Yep. And that's about it, too. Though. You know, Once you've set it up the first time, every time you step foot on the boat and you launch that Navionics app, it'll say, oh, you know, Raymarine Axiom 12 is detected. Do you want to transfer updates? That's awesome. Yes, and it does it very, very quickly. And then isn't that too kind of where you've got the option in there to share your sonar data or something like that? They'll get that information to be able – so that's the way they can kind of tell if channels are getting deeper or shallower or whatever by, by you running through there. They know what it is. They do. So there's a feature um, in the system for sonar logging. And as you're just going about your business and doing your normal boating, um, you can actually have that running in the background and it continuously records the boat's track history and the depth associated with it. And periodically you can upload that information to Navionics and they use that to improve their, uh, they call it sonar chart layer. So it's the bathymetric charts that are used by fishermen. Um, it will record, information at one foot contour intervals so the cool thing about it is you know recreational boaters can cover a lot more ground than you know the u.s government can when it comes to doing surveys especially when you start getting into a lot of these little skinny waters and places where you know, people only people going in there are fishermen you know there, there's no commercial navigation going through there so um we can, can generate you know super detailed information and by uploading it into the navionics ecosystem uh, everyone benefits. Um, they process that data, turn it into map updates, and then the next time that you use your app or you plug in um, and, and receive updates, you know, whammo, you're getting all that information that's been compiled from, you know, thousands if not millions of voters, depending on uh, where you're at. Yep. See, here at the Clearwater Store, we're sitting here on Allen's Creek, way up in the top end of Tampa Bay, and there's actually no NOAA charts for this far up the bay in here. Do it. You know, that it's just drawn off, but you need to was once they started doing this, we did an auto routing and I mean, I'll be damned. It didn't go right off our docks, right out the Creek and wind right around. And I'm like, how the heck did it know that, you know, without just kind of like saying, Oh, you got to start out here. Yeah. But it's because over time there's been enough logs made in and out of here that they've, you know, can, can accurately depict that and, and plot your route through here. Yeah. It's a very cool system. And, and that's a, a great example of a location that, totally benefits from this type of system yeah. because you know it's not like anybody's running you know container ships up there or oil tankers up there or anything else the water's just way too shallow for that yeah but you know for recreational boaters it's critical to have that information so here's a place where you know we can band together as a community record some data and uh they put it together into a really awesome detailed navigation chart 
So talking about just voters helping voters, that, that brings me to one more point, one more thing I'm going to pick your brain about. We're all a little bit tight-lipped. We are, but, you know, you got to share a little bit of some knowledge. Fishity. Yes. Social media. Everybody does it. Everybody's got it. This is what you guys are doing to kind of sh- share the wealth, share the knowledge a little bit, help help everybody. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the Fishity app, what it is. Is it an app? I don't even know. I just, I've, I've briefly read about it. I've never used it, but what's the rundown on Fishity? Yeah, so Fishity is, is a pretty cool product. It is a um, community-based phishing social media app. And the way uh, it's available for, for Apple or Android devices, you load it on your smartphone or on your tablet. And the idea behind it is it gives you a lot of different, a lot of insight and local knowledge into the waterways that you fish all the time. Um, so through the years, Fishity has collected um, millions of reports from uh, both recreational and professional guides and captains in areas all over the country. Um, they have that data uh, built in to their app and it's actually embedded in their charts uh, from a provider called Fishing Hotspots. Um, there is also the ability to log catches that you make. So if you want to share them out to social media with your friends and family, if you want to brag to other anglers about, you know, look at this great fish I caught, um, or if you just like to keep records of your catches for your own purposes, you know, so that you know next season maybe where a, a good spot to check out is. Um, it's really neat. You can take pictures. You can record all of the environmental data. In fact, it captures that automatically uh, from, from their weather provider. Uh, you can even log, you know, the tackle and the bait that you were using so that you have a record of all that information uh, the next time you visit that spot. Um, the other thing that Fishly can do is it can also sync your waypoints and routes with Raymarine systems. So all those, you know, great uh, catch spots that you have that um, you, you know, have recorded through the years on board your boat, you can instantly transfer them into the Fishity app and then have them in your pocket on your smartphone or on your tablet. So when you are, you know, planning the next big outing, um, if you do want to share something with somebody and uh, give them a lead on a, on a hotspot, um, it's got a beautiful um, interface, uh, which you can show that on. It's got very detailed charts. You have access to satellite photos, uh, weather information, tides, currents. It's all in there. It's great. Nice. You, you talk about, you know, you get these guys, you know, they're, they're the one percenters. They're the ones that catch all these fish and, and not a single one of them is doing just one big thing that's so different. That's a big secret that everybody knows about. And, and I think that a big part of them being so good at what they do, all these professional anglers is they do a hundred little things, whether it's efficiency, whether it's logging your charts, whether it's staying in tune with your, sea surface temperatures and stuff like that. And I think a big part of that is simply unlocking the full potential of what your electronics can do. It really is. They're a very powerful tool. There's a lot of data that can feed into them and through them. Um, And, you know, these tools are all about just making that time on the water, you know, more productive, more efficient, uh, and safer as well. Pulls it all together. Welcome to the future. The future is here, people. Yes. <laughs> so, Keith, what do you think? Any Anything else that comes to your mind at the moment? Guys, if there's anything that comes to your mind, drop it in the comments, and we'll get to them next week. We'll ask, uh, we'll ask Jim. So, Keith, anything on your mind right now? I just want to say hey to Jennifer Miller. Glad you're here. Good to see you on here. Yeah. 
Uh, I'll get you that autograph next week. I'll uh, I'll sign it to the outreach. <laughs> so good stuff. Well, well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, thank Jim. Thank you for 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 joining us. One of Raymarine and Fleer, one of the industry leaders for sure. I know that you know, especially in our line of work with the with the partnership with Boston Whaler, it's something that Keith and I deal with all the time and, and, and are just so excited to see what's on the right around the corner on the next edge, mm. on the next, that next little wave of technology. <laughs> yeah. There's always something on the horizon and uh, it's uh, it's very exciting business to work in because of that. Yes, it is. What do you say, Keith, you want to sign us off? Well, oh, just want to say thanks everybody for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, it's National Safe Boating Week. Wear your life jackets. Stay safe out there. Got Memorial Day uh, weekend coming up. And um, just be safe and be smart. Sounds good. So so once again, guys, give us a like. Give us a follow. Facebook at Marine Max Leisure. Instagram and YouTube at Marine Max Online. Twitter at Marine Max. And I believe that there's a special episode of From the Helm tomorrow. Isn't that right? Yes, there is. And guess who's going to be on that again? He's got a double feature. <laughs> double feature this week. You can make sure I tell my mom so she can watch. <laughs> so from, from the helm tomorrow at 11, be with uh, Kelly and Lisa and uh, Jim Jim again from uh, Ray Marine. I will be oh, there. yeah. A after this week, your guys' uh, mental Navionic ships are going to be all updated and you'll be ready to rock. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jim. Keith, thanks as always, man. I'll, I'll see you out on the water. You got it. Thanks, guys. Thank you.